first piece of my program is mindset, and it's called How to Take Your Power Back because it's it's really about coming from a powerful place where you get to be the CEO of your wellness. You get to be the CEO of your relationship with food. You get to be the CEO of your time and energy. You get to make decisions instead of being told what to do. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. We're super excited to have another fantastic guest on the show. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Melissa. Oh, thank you for having me, Drew. It is our pleasure. Let's jump into it. I'd love to hear more about who you are, what you do, and give you a chance to resonate with the audience for a bit. Well, absolutely. Um, I'm Melissa McCreary. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I have spent my entire professional career helping women untangle what I call the three O's, overwhelm, overload, and overeating. And what I do now is I work with smart, high-achieving women who know more than they ever wanted to know about what to eat and how to eat and uh, weight loss and all these kind of things. And yet, in spite of all the success they have achieved in the rest of their lives, the amazing things that they have done, because I work with I work with CEOs, I work with professionals, I work with super moms, um, I work with people in the healthcare industry and in the fitness industry, people who know how to be successful, but they cannot connect the gap between what they want with their eating and sometimes their weight and and making it happen. And they don't know why. And where does your passion come from? Like, how did you decide so many things that we could help people with in this regard? How did you decide this in particular? I think it boils down to watching women learn through our culture, through their experience, um, that learn to have really limiting beliefs about what's possible in this area. Um, I hear so many women talk about, use language like, um, this is something I will always struggle with. I know I'm always going to have to work really hard to control this. I know this will always be an issue for me, right? Maybe I just have to decide that it's not possible for me to make these changes. Maybe I just have to settle. These are women who don't settle in any other area of their life. Um, And I know that that's not, that's, not the limits of what is possible. I absolutely know from my own experience and from my clients' experiences that you can create a relationship with food that works for you and you can leave these struggles behind. The whole idea that you have to be in control for the rest of your life, right, with this unlimited amount of willpower and discipline is, um, it's ridiculous and it's unfair. So what is it particularly about food? Like they're successful in so many other areas of their life, but when it comes to food, not so much. Why is that? Yeah. 
You know, if we are going to talk about overeating and emotional eating, especially for um, busy women, we need to really get clear and we need to pay attention to the reasons that people overeat. Um, deprivation culture, diet culture teaches us to focus and our brains, actually. We, when we want to make changes, we think it's so logical to focus on the food. Okay, I need to change my eating. I need to eat less. What am I going to eat? When am I going to eat? How much am I going to eat? However, and there's a lot of smart advice out there, but if we don't pay attention to the reasons that food has the power that it does in our lives, if we don't pay attention to the reasons the cravings are there, um, and I have a, a system where I talk with my clients about hidden hungers, um, the things that trigger the urge to overeat, then what you're always in is a battle for self-control. If you're not addressing the the stress, the emotions, the exhaustion, the being too busy, all those kinds of things, then food is always calling to you. You're always having to be strong or feeling like you blew it. And then you get into that whole cycle of starting over every Monday or something like that. Um, it's not a peaceful or a free <laughs> or freeing way to live. Do you feel that it's become more acceptable? Like, for example, my wife jokes, fortunately, we're in the fitness world and we work out regularly, <laughs> but she'll, she'll joke and she'll say, I'm just stressed out and I need to eat my emotions away for tonight or whatever, whatever it is, is do you think that's more acceptable in our society because of, because of that? Or is that something that's always been around? I think it's probably more prevalent um, for a number of different reasons. I think there's more stress. I think we are marketed to in so many different ways that food is, you know, available and the answer to so many things. And honestly, if you think about it, if you're busy, if you are trying to do 50 million things at once, if you are trying to take care of everybody else, which a lot of women have a lot of experience and, and um, training in how to do, food is such an easy band-aid in the moment, right? Um, it, it's accessible. It's everywhere. It, it soothes, it calms, it temporarily does all of these things. We can, we can grab something to eat without interrupting our day, without inconveniencing anybody else. And so it's a really easy, quick fix. So does that quick fix, that's part of our society, right? Quick fix society based around microwaves, fast food, text messages, this is the same thing. We get a quick, um, I don't know, is there anything chemical? Like, do you get uh, dopamine or well, absolutely. We get We get a quick a rush, you know, or, or a quick soothing or a quick, you know, there, there are all sorts of things that food does for us quickly. Um, and I think you're, I think you're right. We live in this fast culture. But the other thing that happens in this fast culture that we live in um, is that there isn't, we are being we are being conditioned to use every single second, right? And if you have a space between seconds, you pick up your phone and you check your email or you, I mean, so many people are going to overlapping Zoom meetings all day long, right? And so what happens is you also lose the space and time and the practice of checking in with yourself. I talk to so many people at who, you know, you can go days without stopping and thinking, how am I feeling? Or what do I need? Uh, let alone, am I hungry? Right? And then we get fixated on the issue of food. And am I hungry? And should I eat right now? Should I be hungry? When did I eat last? And that whole piece about what else is going on gets missed. 
oh, wait, I'm really stressed. Oh, I'm feel- I'm actually standing here in, in the pantry because I'm really anxious about that call I have to make in 15 minutes, or I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm using food to perk myself up, or um, I've got all these emotions. I've got this tough thing I got to do with my boss and I just don't have the bandwidth right now. Um, we miss that whole conversation with ourselves and food becomes this automatic way of coping. Am I saying that in a way that makes sense? I got it. Yeah, for sure. Tell me about the overeating is interesting to me because I feel like, so when we work with individuals, in most cases, they don't, I guess we teach a different way. They don't eat enough. Like we feel like they don't get enough calorie dense versus empty calorie foods. So in most cases, we work with people that have probably skipped breakfast. They may have a lunch, like a bigger lunch, deal with the afternoon crash. And then you have the evening big meal, then you don't have any energy and you want to lay on the couch or in your bed and scroll Netflix or social media. So I'm just curious on where, where, when you're at, when you say overeating, what do you mean by overeating specifically? Is that for each meal or portion control or, or what? where are you at with that? That's such an interesting question. Um, I think it's different things. I, nobody's ever asked that before. I think I think it means different things for different people. I what I really help people with is when they have a relationship with food that they are not happy with. I talk to a lot a lot of my clients will say I am so tired of this being my first thought in the morning and my last thought when I go to bed, meaning was I good today in air quotes, you know, or um did I ruin it? Um is 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 this going to be a good day or a bad day? What am I supposed to eat today? Um the overeating often is the pattern that you described where people undereat throughout mm-hmm. the day. And then at the end of the day, they are depleted. So, and so is willpower and self control and all that other stuff. And on top of which they, they haven't gotten what they need all day. And so you end up at the end of the day, you know, relaxing on the couch, feeling exhausted, feeling like this is the only time that you get for yourself all day long. Um, and you deserve something but you are too tired to do anything really um, active. And so it, what is what is the logical, easy thing? It's a bowl of ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. So I, t- I talked to, there are a lot of women, if you ask people when is overeating, and I'm sure you see this too, when is it the most challenging? It's at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this study and I wish I knew or read it recently, but something to do with this study of they had fresh fruit and then sugary treats before exams. And then they had the same after exams. And this exam is, maybe you heard of this, two two or three hours or three or four hours. I remember when I was in university, some of those exit exams were grueling. They felt like they were all day. But when the the students were fresh, um, before the exam, they would go and have the, they'd make better food choices. You have more self-control because you haven't used it all up. Right. Right. And then yeah. after the exam, they went straight to the sugary treats. But it sounds like something similar you're saying. By the end of the day, we are so decision depleted and emotionally exhausted. You just go to the, the unhealthy food, unfortunately. Well, and there's another piece to it, too, which is the hidden hungers piece. We all have needs. And when you aren't getting your needs fed throughout the day, um, and you have this pa- when you're not when you have a pattern of not getting your needs fed and food is there and you have learned to use food as a way to get your needs fed either because it feels impossible to fill your need you don't know how to do that or you don't have time to do that or you don't have the energy to do that then you have this overeating cycle or emotional eating cycle 
that can get really powerful. And so where I start with my clients is let's look at the reason. Let us look at, let's, let's look at the reason that you are eating or overeating or emotional eating. And let's start paying attention to how to respond to those hidden hungers. Sometimes we can, we can deal with them directly, right? If you, if one of your hidden hungers is a hunger for rest, if you are exhausted, we can start working on your sleep cycle. We can start working on how to, how to take care, how to feed that hidden hunger. Sometimes, and this is, I think, where a lot of people throw up their hands and say, I don't know what to do. You have hidden hungers like a hidden hunger for stress relief. And you, I, you know, I hear this all the time. Yeah. And if I could do something about the stress, I would, but I can't. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is, this is my life right now. Okay. So how do you take care of yourself when you have this hidden hunger in ways that are not chocolate chip cookies? Because the chocolate chip cookies don't really take care of the hidden hunger. They don't really give you stress release, relief. They, they help you survive for a little bit of time. But when you come out of your sugar coma or whatever it is, you still have the stress and you're back where, you know, and now you're mad at yourself. And now you're in that cycle of um, blame and guilt and feeling like you have to start over again. And that whole cycle that, you know, what I, it's a hamster wheel, right? You're just running on this thing, getting nowhere. So what I work with my clients on is it's healing your relationship with food feeding your hidden hungers, responding to your hidden hungers, taking care of yourself when you have these things that are creating cravings, um, even if you can't take care of the thing. And when that happens, what what I see in my clients in my Missing Peace program and my one-on-one clients, the cravings go away. The cravings go down. The urge to wander into the kitchen isn't there anymore. Um, they're They're I have to ask people like what what happened with that binging at night because it's not that they're really proud because they've been trying really hard not to binge at night and they've been successful they actually forget to tell me that they're not binging at night anymore because they're not thinking about binging at night it's not taking it doesn't matter that they've used up all their bandwidth and their willpower and their energy at the end of the day they're not needing to fight a craving and they don't know that they're not doing it because they're not doing it. <laughs> because it's so easy. They're just, they're not, it's not, it's like, well, oh yeah, no, I don't do that anymore. I hear mm-hmm. that so often. And then I have like, wait, did you hear what you just told me? <laughs> this thing that was this huge hurdle that you thought you were going to struggle with for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that anymore. It's not, it's not a thing for me. That's the coolest thing. That is just, I love that being able well, to provide probably- that experience. It's probably unconscious, right? Like they didn't know, they don't know. They just naturally go to the pantry and fill their bellies with food they shouldn't be having. Cause you just go, you know, like it's just a habit. Like, oh, I'm stressed. Just autopilot. Yeah. yeah. So when they stop doing it, they don't realize, but they probably didn't realize they were doing it half the time. <laughs> Anyways, right? So give us a sneak peek of, um, well, maybe you could give us an example. Can you give us, um, can you give us a case study of, let's say the average person, I know every person is individual, but can you give us an average person that starts working with you and what they may be dealing with emotionally that would cause them to go towards um, overeating? Um, well, it is different for everybody. Um, in in my Missing Peace program, it's really set up to help you kind of, I, I, I don't do cookie cutter, okay, day one, we do this, day two, we do this, day three, we do this. What I really work with my um, members of my program on is how to identify what's going on for you. So my clients often start with taking, I have a free quiz, a hidden hungers quiz, which helps sort out 
Um, Because that's the overwhelm is a big piece of this. And so a lot of times people are like, I've got all these hidden hungers. Are you kidding me? That's, Mm -hmm. That's why I'm eating, right? So let's find out what your primary hidden hunger is. Let's, and, and when you know that, then there are some, okay, these are the first steps. Start with this. Um, what happens is, um, oftentimes when people come into my program, first they feel confused because they are expecting someone to hand them a food plan, right? What, how am I supposed to eat? Well, we're not going to talk about the eating first. We're going to talk about why you're eating. Um, and so as people figure that out, uh, oftentimes it is being too hard on themselves expecting too much of themselves, pushing themselves too hard, um, and then using food Using food when they get to that place where, ah, they're out of bandwidth, they're stressed out, they're exhausted. Um, as people start, as my clients start to address those things, things change. People say, people talk about, um, you know, I feel better, but I feel better in ways I didn't expect to feel better. I don't have the same kind of cravings. Um, I'm starting to realize when I'm hungry and when I'm not hungry, I've slowed down because part of the process is you, you can't figure out what's going on if you're not stopping and asking yourself, how am I feeling? Right. Am I, it's not just, am I hungry, but how am I feeling? What, what are the, what are the thoughts I'm having? What are the feelings I'm having inside my body? I didn't realize how stressed I was every afternoon. Right. And so as people start to do that and and figure out, you know what, if I take a little walk in the afternoon, or I didn't realize how hungry I was at four o'clock when I walked in the door, I started adding a little protein, right? I've started adding a little snack. Um, things start to get easier and and behaviors start to change on their own. Instead of fighting with food, it's like, oh, if I take care of this other stuff in my life, food doesn't feel as important. So when it comes to working with these individuals, how are you able to reach them or how are you able to break through? Because a lot of times this emotional baggage we've been carrying for years, I'd imagine many times we don't know we're carrying it. We don't know where it came from. How can you dig deep and find some find those results? Well, we don't have to dig deep. Sometimes people decide to dig deep, but we have to approach it from a different direction. So in the missing piece program, like I said, people come in and they're like, where is the food plan? I want a food plan. Um, We start with mindset. We start with all these expectations that you don't even know that you have about how, okay, if I'm going to be successful at this thing, it's going to be a miserable journey. I'm going to have to give up all the food that I love. I'm going to have to be hungry all the time. Um, I'm going to be doing all these things that is going to get my inner rebel saying, I don't want to, I want chocolate. <laughs> you know. We, so the first piece of my program is mindset and take. it's called um, how to take your power back. Because it's it's really about coming from a powerful place where you get to be the CEO of your wellness. You get to be the CEO of your relationship with food. Um, you get to be the CEO of your time and energy. You get to make decisions instead of being told what to do. Um, you've lived inside your body your whole life. You're the only person who's ever done that. So who am I to tell you? I can give you advice. I can give you science. I can give you facts. And then you get to run those through your inner filter and decide what is a fit for you. Um, the weight loss industry doesn't usually work that way. <laughs> so we we start with mindset and empowerment and then help people make decisions about food that fit them and shed a lot of the old diet thinking that was really tangling them up in um, and overwhelming them, right? You know what? I, like, I feel like we're on the same path here. 
I really dislike the whole diet. Like we feel like we have to diet. And then when diet directly is linked to lack or what you can't have. Yes. So when you diet, you automatically crave and you automatically want, like we all want things that we can't have. So as soon as you go get on a diet, then you go in restriction mode and then you start to want things even more which is why yes, I don't exactly. like that. <laughs> exactly. And it's not a long-term formula, right? Mm-hmm. So when I when I work with somebody who's in this diet thinking and I say, okay, and they have this goal, right? Okay, so when you get your goal, then what are you going to do? And most people just stare blankly and say, I don't know. Like, how are you going to eat then? Oh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, we need to create a relationship with food and your feelings and your life that you want to have forever, that you want, that's the key word, that you want to have, not, I know I'm going to have to do this forever. Because that doesn't, you know, who wants that? And it doesn't work. Yeah. It's the same as going like you, for that sustainability, people jump on a diet, like I want to lose 10 pounds for my wedding. And like, you don't want to just lose 10 pounds for your wedding, because who says I want to gain it in five days, I hope to gain it back. Nobody says that. It just doesn't sound all that appealing to be like, I want to lose this weight and keep it off forever. (laughs) No, it's not. I mean, I'm sorry, these these gimmicky 10 pounds in 10 days and all that stuff. It sounds a lot sexier than what's your long term plan. Right. Um, What would you like to achieve forever? (laughs) Right. But what I tell my clients is, okay, so if you want to lose 10 pounds, let's start being the woman who is 10 pounds lighter. Like don't, don't, nothing magic is going to happen. Just start being her now. How does she eat? You know, what does she wear? How does she take care of her stress? Let's just start being her and see what happens. A lot of the time, um, if you can start being the person who's already at your goal, the goal will follow you. I like that. So what are some of the reservations or objections when you approach like that? Um, I, it is very hard. Like what we were just talking about, I think we live in a society that is all about quick results. If you're not getting quick results, you're not working hard enough. You're doing something wrong. Um, more is better, right? Just do it. Jump in there. And my approach, I, I work with people who, on the one hand, they've got all that dialogue in their heads. And on the other hand, they are very clear they are really tired of starting over every Monday and the first of every month, the first of every year. They are really tired of doing the stuff that they know in a part of their brain doesn't work and they want to do it differently. So it's really marrying those two things, getting your mindset in line with the things that you really want, um, which is why my program is a six-month program with a lot of coaching in it because... Um, we're making real change. We're changing thoughts and attitudes and beliefs and the way the way people treat themselves, the way people respond to feelings, the way people respond to stress, and also the way you think about food. We, we Until you start looking at your thoughts, um, we don't really know how much we're always making, uh, at least a lot of women, making secret diets in our head. Even if we tell ourselves we're not, we're like, you know, oh, I could cut 300 calories here or... <laughs> um, so it's really creating a whole new foundation that feels so much more powerful and that sets you up for long-term success. I like that your program is six months. That's great. And like we, so we have a couple of programs and one is six months or a year. And I feel like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, that's a long time to commit. But I think 
These are changes that you want to create for the rest of your life. And you've just spent the last 20 years doing nothing. You've been procrastinating. You've been self-sabotaging. You've been thinking about doing it on your own. And that hasn't worked. So when you reach out for help, if you're looking for a week program, a weekend fast, the yo-yo diets that don't work, you need to find someone that's going to work with you for a reasonable amount of time. And six months to a year is more than reasonable, in my opinion. Otherwise, you're just going to keep bouncing up and down through different programs that likely don't work because they're so short term. You know, I always tell my clients the time when you get the most from a program is not when you show up all shiny and new and ready to do all the hard things. The time when you are really going to benefit from um, my coaching program is when you start to feel less motivated or like this isn't working either, or I don't want to do this or that same old thing that has pulled you off track in the past. You want to be in a program when you are in that place. So you can learn how to do that differently because that is the place. That's the place that's defeating you. That is the place where overeating is probably the most and your urges to overeat and your cravings and all the binges and are the most strong. Um, that is the place where the support and the coaching is really going to be the most helpful to you. 100%. All right. I have a couple of questions before we wrap things up, but I have to ask you, I'm a huge book person. It's been killing me not to ask you early. What is your favorite book? Those of you that are are listening um, as a podcast or radio, uh, we're on video as well. And Melissa has a bunch of books behind her. And I want oh, to I know do. what your favorite book is. <laughs> you get one. I can't do it. I can't do just one. Um, I, and, and I am the kind of person when somebody asks that question, full disclosure, I just go blank. So, yeah. None? What's the first one that comes to mind? Or what's the last one you read? Um, I'm reading about six right now. Um, the, I'm reading a, oh, one of my favorite books about overwhelm that we were just talking about, which is over on my desk here is, uh, called burnout, the key to unlocking the stress cycle. If people haven't read that, that is so important and it is so key to what we're talking about. Um, my book is back there. We could talk about my book, um, the emotional eating rescue plan for smart, busy women, um, but I, I just, I love reading. I love libraries. I've always got a huge pile by my desk. So it's good to know I've met a kindred spirit here. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the same way. Sometimes I'll go through phases where I have four, four books piled up and I can't wait to get through each one of them. <laughs> and I read them all at once. So <laughs> yeah, it's great. Okay. So we got a couple more questions before we got to wrap things up. Is there anything that we missed that you would like to go over? I, you know, we have talked all around the place, um, and I think we've talked about a lot of really good stuff. I do know that this topic, it's overwhelming for people in terms of, okay, this sounds good, but where do I start? What do I do with this? Um, and I would just lead people back to my my free quiz, the Hidden Hungers quiz. Um, and that's at my website, which is toomuchonherplate.com. And if you go to toomuchonherplate.com forward slash quiz, you can take the free quiz. Um so it's so important to do this step by step. And if it starts to feel hard, overwhelm is not helpful to like break it down smaller or get some help with this. And so you mentioned your course a few times here. Is there must be a place on your website where they could learn more about it? Yeah, that's that's on the website, too. Um, it's the Missing Piece Program, P-E-A-C-E. It's about putting the pieces of the puzzle together, but also finding that peaceful relationship with food that... Um, has probably been eluding you. So that's at the website. And and hey, if you like what we're talking about here, I also have a podcast. I have the Too Much on Her Plate podcast. So you can find me there too. 
Fantastic. And you're on every podcasting platform? Abs- I try to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, oh, social media? Uh, yeah, mostly, you know, um, mostly on Facebook. There, We have a um, private Facebook community. So if you go to the Too Much on Her Plate page on Facebook, um, you'll find the free the free group there and you can you can request to join that. And that's been a great place for having conversations. Um, every few months, I do a free five-day workshop in the group all about how to create freedom from overeating. It's a great group of women. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's wrap things up, Melissa. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today on Exploring Mind and Body and sharing so much value for us today. Thanks for a great conversation. My pleasure. All right. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be. We'd love to have you join us. We're also on Instagram.com slash Drew Tadia. Again, we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story, all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track. Our main website is trueformlife.com. If you want to check out some of our products, some of our services, or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more, we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.